Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. So I'd like to welcome Naniki Saboni, who is a cancer unicorn. She's also a motivational speaker and presenter and model. She does amazing things. Um, back onto the show. Naniki, welcome. It's great to have you back on the show. You well. Hi, Nikki. Thank you so, so much for inviting me back. I'm doing good. I think I'm, I think I'm doing good. How are you? Listen, I'm fantastic. In this moment right now, my heart is beating. I'm breathing. I'm happy. I can't for ask more. for more. Exactly. I can't ask for more. Exactly. Uh, Nikki, I just, I mean, you heard the introduction. And I mean, this is true for you, right? I mean, you said, I remember in the last, the last time you joined us, you said, I thought skin cancer was a white person's disease. <laughs> right? Isn't that true for me? Wow. And I mean, this is such an important message and you're going to be sharing your story in a moment, but you have really committed yourself to going into your community and telling people that it's not just a white person's disease, that you have to be looking, you have to go for early detection, regular checkups. And and I'd love to hear how people are responding. But for those people who don't know anything about you, um, Niniki, your, your little uh, um, melanoma, I say little melanoma, because it started off, you, you had something as a child. Am I correct? Correct. You're absolutely correct. Um, what started off as just a normal looking mole, um, when I was between the ages of six and seven, six, seven, eight, turned out to be just this really, <laughs> and I say disgusting looking, you know, because these moles really are quite revolting to look at. <laughs> <laughs> it's not discriminate against the moles. I mean, they're just doing their thing. <laughs> yes, yeah, where, where was my this mole? Where, where was it? So the first mole was on my left hand, and it looked like like a jelly tot, and that's why I called it the jelly tot mole. So mm. it was grey in colour. Um, it had a rough um exterior to it, but it was perfectly round. So you know, when you look at the ABCDEs of melanoma, it 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 didn't really um fit. It didn't fit um the aspects of it. So it was just something that um my parents and I you know looked at, and I guess we were concerned about it also because the children were teasing me because kids can be so cruel. And we just decided that, okay, we're going to do a home procedure, which I would never recommend to anybody. But it was something that I think they thought they could, you know, get a handle on. And, you know, my mom took a, a sewing thread and tied it around this mole and almost just suffocated, which is strange because it didn't look like it had any blood in it. So why are we suffocating this mole? But that's what we did. Mm. Um, and eventually it fell off and it came back again and we repeated the procedure and it fell back off. And we thought we were done with it until eventually then the infamous black mole then developed on my left leg. And this was now a good 20 years later. Wow, wow. Well, first of all, as you're talking about what your mom did, I, I'm, I'm cringing. Was it painful? It was so painful. I mean, you are so brave and you did it twice. <laughs> I think at the time, I really just wanted to get rid of it. It, 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 it was painful. It was itchy. It was so irritating. And again, just the taunting from the other kids was enough for me to bear the pain. 
Mm. It really was. And of course, and you're so right, Niniki, because we, we do have home remedies. I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking about warts and I, I remember mm. looking up a home remedy and you take, you know, the, the skin of a lemon and vinegar and this and this and we do all sorts of things. And I think it's very important to point out that while home, home remedies are good, when it comes to your skin and it comes to something that doesn't look right, mm. go to a dermatologist or just go to, go to your GP. Just go to your GP. Uh-huh. So back to your story. So back to your story so now you've got it growing on your leg as well and at what point did you realize that this wasn't something that you could just ignore you actually had to go and see a doctor I I ignored it for the longest time and Mm. again just you you know looking back I really wish I could just give my younger self just a little pat on the back and say girl this is a life-threatening thing that's on your body you know take note of it so what had happened at the time is that my my lecturer in school and some of my 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 friends my white friends were all noting this thing that was on my leg and you know showed quite a great deal of concern almost trying to be so urgent about me you know going to the dermatologist to go check it out but i did not listen and when i went home and i was sitting with my family and my black friends and it's like yeah well we have those you know we call them dikuku and my mom has these 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 skin tags and these moles all over her neck her face and you know a lot of black people do have these 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 moles all over their body so mine to my community seemed like a normal thing but here I was on the other side of my life and somebody was you know having a cause for concern so at the time I was seeing a neurologist and when she was about to discharge me I asked I said hey please can you have a look at this on my leg and she has a look and you know almost have have, had like a, a a moment to to freeze and she said hold on I need to call the dermatologist. But it was her sense of urgency that I think got me scared. That was the first time I was actually scared. Because why is another doctor scared? (laughs) No, no. I mean, you don't want to see a doctor react like that, right? (laughs) You really don't. So so eventually, um, I think a a month later, I went in to see a dermatologist. And they um, checked my whole body. And we eventually came down to this mole that's on my left side of my, my, my knee. And the doctor says, I'm going to have to do a biopsy and proceeds to explain to me what the biopsy is and tells me that in about a month's time, I should come back for my results. So he's not, you know, giving me that sense of this is some, there's something wrong here. He's just saying, this is what we have to do. You'll come back for your results and we'll take it from there. So I'm cool, calm and collected. I'm moving on with my life. This is fantastic. I've gotten rid of that black mole. That mole that was so painful, that was irregular in shape, that mole that just kept growing and evolving. And I'm done with it, you know, so I'm happy I'm relieved. So when I go back in and now my doctor sits me down, but then she brings somebody else in. And now she's bringing in the professor, bring a professor into um, the consultation room. There's a problem. I know this now. I didn't know it then. Yeah. And they say to me, you know, Miss Siboni, your biopsy results have returned and you have stage three malignant melanoma. Sure. And of course, I didn't know what that was. And I said, what is that? And they said, um, it's skin cancer. And I replied, but I'm black. Mm. And mm. my whole world changed from that moment. Oh, wow. So, wow. As you say, I mean, what a, what a shock. And at stage three already. And this idea that 
There's no way you could get it, but here you have it. And and the way forward, um, Naniki, was surgery to to have it removed. Um, and and did they feel that there was any other treatment needed? At the time, no, they didn't feel that there was any other form of treatment needed. And I think I was also really scared about that because, you know, I had thought um, maybe I'd go through chemo or maybe go through radiation. But because of my type of melanoma, um, the best form of treatment at the time for me was the um, surgery. And I know now that there are, you know, the options of immunotherapy. So a lot of my melanoma um, mates, <laughs> we call them melahomies, um, have gone through <laughs> immunotherapy. So I fortunately never had to go through that. And I've been in remission since 2016. So the fact that I'm still alive with such a dangerous, life-threatening um, cancer is really just a marvel to me, especially because I didn't think this was something that affected people of color. Yeah. And you had it for so long. Um, you know, it, it was there, and that's what very often happens with the melanomas. Is that if they do, they sit there for a very long time, um, until until they start moving and getting exactly. bigger. So, exactly. so Naniki, um, how how are you? I mean, you know, when when you go through that journey, so many cancer survivors and warriors talk about life shifting and life changing, and that you don't see um, life the same way. Um, how 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 did it change your life and if so how it had to change my life i think even just how i um move around in the world now is 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 quite different my my sense of being and my sense of the sun <laughs> is quite heightened at this point you know um i, I was a, i was a, a young person who really enjoyed playing my sports and you know, I really enjoy being in nature still to this day. I, I love taking hikes and I have to really try and work around the sun schedule in order for me to be able to have fun outside. So mm. things like, you know, um, swimming or having picnics and seeing my family and my friends, you know, if there's a wedding, I'm that girl with the sunscreen bottle in her hand. I'm the girl with the hats, with the huge hats and the sunglasses. You know, you would think I'm being very dramatic, but, and I joke about that all the time because I'm very, you know, active and hyper energetic about it. So when I do it, I, I get to be quite dramatic about it. So I almost try to, 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 to have fun with it because it really did, um, just, just shake my world from, from its absolute core. And so I think now having to put humor in it was because there was a time when my mortality was facing me. And for six months, I never thought that I would be here today, you know, again, still sharing my story. So I find humor in it now. I, and, and, and I go to the schools and I go to, to places and I speak to people about, um, skin cancer awareness and I share my story. And I'll tell you the honest truth. I, I still get into the black communities and they think I'm talking just nonsense like there's mm -hmm. no such thing we don't have skin cancer and I'm like but I'm living proof that we do go through this Mm -hmm. This year, this year, Nikki, was actually the first time I got in contact with uh, a lady named Monique. Monique is from the U.S. And she was diagnosed with melanoma when she was, I think, seven. And since 2015, this is the only other person of color that I've met still. You mean the only other person of color who's had skin cancer? Melanoma, yes. Melanoma. Mm, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, how, I don't know how we got through it. Mm, it's unbelievable, and it's a 
as you say, you know, it changes your world and then it changes the way you live. And actually wearing a hat and wearing the sunscreen, we should all be doing that. We shouldn't have these scares and, and, and then change the way we do things. Let's take a quick break. Um, and after the break, I want to talk about you and Can Survive. Um, you are, you know, you're a brand ambassador and what you're doing, you, you mentioned going to schools, but you know, what, what, what's the thrust in really trying to change mindsets around cancer and early detection? So please stay with us, Naniki. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Welcome back to the DL Link Show, where we connect you through insights, information, and illumination. If you've just tuned in for the first time, this, uh, and you don't know much about the DL Link, well, they're an organization that works within the community. They were founded all the way back in 2010 by Michelle Goodman and Jackie Artsula. Um, and the DL Link has been named after Michelle's daughter, Devorah Leia, who passed from cancer. And she had this idea of starting um, a support, a, a place where you can be held, where people understand your journey, where you are comforted, where you don't have to worry about anything other than healing. And people can take you and fetch you um, to treatment and make sure they're warm meals and that your kids are fetched from school, that you can go away on a lovely holiday, that you can go and have your nails done and that you can have a wig if you're losing your hair. Um, just this, this, this space that they fill. Um, and so, yeah, and that's what the DL Link is all about. And this is what the DL Link show is all about. So we have Naniki Saboni, who is a cancer unicorn and motivational speaker. Naniki's been sharing her story in 2015. She was diagnosed with uh, melanoma, uh, th- stage three. Um, she had to have it removed, but the biggest shock to her was that, you know, she thought that skin cancer was a white person's disease. And so she's made it a mission. Um, it helps that she's gorgeous and that she's an actress and she's a presenter. So she goes out and, um, and she engages with communities around South Africa, um, sharing her story. And really the thrust of it is to get people to become aware of their bodies, their skin and, and look out for bumps and lumps and certain um, hopefully look for early detection and look for those signs. So, Naniki, I, I asked, you know, as I said, you're working with Can Survive. So just tell us what Can Survive is. Um, no, just correction there. I'm no longer with Can Survive. So what I do oh, you now not? Is, yes, um, I left last year, actually. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Things change. Things <laughs> do change. We went through COVID. We're, we're out of it now. Things <laughs> do change. No, no, I still do, um, advocacy work, um, alongside and powered by, um, Cancer Association of South Africa, um, right. big, 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 um, you know, vocal ambassador with them. And at this stage, uh, I think in one of the reasons of leaving a cancer vibe was because I wanted to focus more on the awareness because what what cancer vibe did um, was share more on breast and testicular and I just wanted to just take a moment and really focus on my cancer and um, focus on my community and be able to 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 just really um, penetrate through there and get this message across because there's some places where we can go and we can't go but me as Naniki I can get in through every nook and cranny and that's what I've been doing. <laughs> 
<laughs> Amazing. So, Naniki, I'm, I'm sure there's one part where you go and you speak to people and people are like, some people, as you say, don't believe you because you show up and you look so gorgeous and people think, well, <laughs> is that what stage three cancer looks like? But, you know, you, you're in remission and you, you, you're through it. And, um, what, what are the steps that you take? It's, it's one thing for people to say, wow, this happened to you and maybe I should be careful, but are there places? I mean, are there clinics out there where people can go, um, and have moles looked at or irregularities on the skin? And, and is that part of a challenge? So, so how do you see that moving forward? That is definitely a challenge for us. Um, and that has continued to be a challenge for me as well, because when I go see my dermatologist, I, I live in Soweto. But to see my dermatologist, I go to Pretoria Steve Biko Academic Hospital, which is a public wow. hospital. So it is quite a stretch for me to be able to go and um, receive my treatment and my care, um, you know, a province away. But I, this is my life. And if I'm not going to take charge of it, then I can't expect somebody else to do that. So I don't mind having to travel that way, but that's not always feasible for most people. And this is where we find ourselves having the challenges in terms of, you know, having access to dermatologists in, 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 in this case. Um, mm -hmm. they are dermatologists at Bara, but because I received the most incredible care from Steve Biko, I just don't want to leave them. They know my history. I trust them and they've walked this journey with me. So now we, we, we have this, this other challenge that majority of the time you find the private clinics and private practices. Um, and they're obviously very expensive, especially for somebody who would be paying cash. Right. So, you know, this, this, this is where my challenge is. And this is where I, I really need the support, you know, um, to get, um, what's this mobile trucks? If Nikki, I, I tell you, if I could get a mobile truck, with screening equipment, I, I'm telling you, I could change this world. I am telling you. So is that a dream of yours, Naniki? That is, is that, that is what you dream. want to be doing? That is my, I'm getting, I'm shaking. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> that is my dream, Nikki. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You know, it's there for you and you're very passionate about it. This is what you do. I mean, exactly. and. Uh, and, and wouldn't it be amazing if you could have this truck and it'll be one and then there could be many, um, oh. yeah, driving around South Africa and exactly. people's lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so, yeah, hmm. amazing. So, so what else? I mean, what else are you doing? This is a dream of yours. What, what, yeah. what else are you doing? Um, in, in terms of this? So on on this now big endeavor of my life on eventually trying to get um, a mobile clinic is that I'm trying to put myself um, in different places where I can still have access to um, the cancer community in terms of patients, um, caregivers, and, you know, um, it, um, organizers as a whole. So one of the brilliant things that has happened actually this year is that I've been a part of the Panda um, panda forest, the panda community. So yes. there's a mental yes. health app um, called Panda. And we host a support group once a month on the second or third Wednesday of the month. And we get to chat and share our stories and be a support system for, for one another. People who are currently going through, you know, cancer, their treatment, their loved ones or themselves. And I'm finding it, you know, to be a really empowering space for me because 
I've been in support groups before, but I've never been on the side as a host or a facilitator. So I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to, if, if gain my stripes <laughs> in mm. the cancer community so that eventually when the day comes and I'm, 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 I'm putting together the funding and the people who will come together to, to get me to the point where I can get this mobile clinic, I want to be able to show people that, look, I've, I've, I've supported people you know, when nobody was paying me, when nobody was, 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 was championing for me, I've been doing this and I want to continue doing this. I want to keep, I'm um, encouraging more people and supporting more people who have been affected by this disease. And, uh, you know, when you said now, when you were speaking about the dealing, just a little thing like going to get your nails done does so much for a patient. Mm-hmm. And I want to be able to be that, 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 that same individual to go in and be a support system for, for, for our cancer community. Yeah. Wow. Wow, Niki, you've got so many dreams and ideas and, and I think you're doing such incredible work and there's such a need out there. Who knows? Maybe right now there's someone listening and they're inspired by you and they want to back you or they want to <laughs> pull you into something. I really hope that, that there could be someone who's listening who could who could use you in that way or that you could find sponsorship or whatever it is because it is so needed and what you're doing is is just so magnificent. So it was so lovely catching up, Niniki, and and thank you for your time and for sharing your story again. And please keep us updated because I really, really hope, just like you have the dream of this mobile clinic, I do hope that I see you fulfilling that dream and I get to see you driving around South Africa in many <laughs> mobile clinics, please God, and uh, oh. just spreading your beautiful energy and and saving many lives in the process. So thanks so much for joining us. Awesome Thank having you. you on the show. Thank you. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you so much to the High FM um, community. Thank you for listening to me share my story. I appreciate having to be back. You know, sometimes you just share your story once and that's it. So the fact that I've been able to come back um, to your community has been really um, wonderful for me. Thank you so much, Nikki. I appreciate um, it. Thank you, Naniki. Naniki Zabobi, um, beautiful human being, vibrant, spirited, cancer and motivational speaker.